When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. happening everyone welcome back it is jay scott and it is the hook rocks the ultimate rock community podcast thanks again for tuning in and uh always appreciate uh when you stop by and give us a listen don't forget to write us a five-star review or a review and like us wherever you podcast or like us on social media on facebook instagram or twitter at the hook rocks and as uh, part of Pantheon Pods, the official podcast platform of Metallica, uh, we also are part of them, too, as well. We've been with them now for a few years. And you can check out a lot of different music-related podcasts on that platform. Um, there's a lot of great different topics, uh, a lot of different podcasts that are great for any music lover that's out there. So please check them out at PantheonPodcast.com, as well as on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pantheon Pods. Also, don't forget to set your app to automatic download for the Hook Rocks so you get the latest episode right to your phone or right to your device so you can listen to the new episode and catch up on the episodes that you may have missed. We've had some great episodes here over the last year or so. We just celebrated our 500th episode with Dax Nielsen from Cheap Trick. We also uh, celebrated our four-year anniversary with Nita Strauss. We also had Nick Perry on recently, which uh, did a tremendous interview so check that out we did a live album review of motorheads no sleep till hammersmith as well as some great music spotlights with the foxies and leilani kilgore and aaron coburn and don't forget our episodes with rich with rick nielsen richie Kotzen, kip winger george lynch and a plethora of others as well our new episode features a previous guest and one that I always enjoy talking to. He's got a great perspective on the music business, and he's one of the legendary voices of a period of time where music was all over the place. Rock music was all over the place and on MTV or radio, talking about the MTV era and the rock music that was made in the 80s into the early 90s, and that's Milienko from steelheart what's happening man how are you hey how's it going brother thank you for having me what's I, happening 
what well a lot's happening here but more importantly what's happening with you i know you've had some challenges and some health issues over the last several months and you're getting better and stronger and that's always good news to hear but man i mean uh, hearing about what you've been through is um man that that, that that's that's I can't imagine yeah I, I would say it's uh uh life or god ass kicking you know i i'm not sure you know i always say to everybody you know live your life to the fullest every day because you don't know what's going to happen at any moment it could change like you know in, in 1992 where it changed on me overnight you know with the lighting trust collapsing on me and and here is exactly 28 years later you know it's like um here's a cycle again i just went through something that was just unforeseen and um yeah i just uh it was just a fluke situation that um i don't know if all you guys will know but i had a uh, i had a little bit of surgery on my leg and um and they didn't give me enough, uh, after surgery, you know, you have trauma and all kinds of things. So you got to really careful of blood clots and stuff like that. And they didn't really give me enough blood thinners. They gave me just aspirin. And so what happened is that, uh, I just started singing or started rehearsing like, you know, a month later, it's like, I'm good. I'm feeling good. Great. But what happened is I developed a little blood clot in my calf and it broke off and it traveled through my heart and pumped it into my brain which was completely unforeseen. Um, something that the doctor says, that's like one, that's like winning two lottos for that to happen. And, uh, you know, I guess I won two lottos. I'd rather win the lottos instead of that kind of lotto, you know? Right. But uh, it was really, it was really, it was, uh, it was intense. I, I really, honestly, I didn't think I was going to make it a couple of times. It was very heavy. Um, I'm beyond blessed that, you know, that I am alive, that I have, um, what's the word? Um, <clears throat> I'm, uh, I didn't lose my mobility. I didn't lose my facial or anything like that. You know, um, my vocals or, cause that's, you know, when you have, what happened is that it pumped it into my brain and gave me a stroke. And it was just unbelievable. I mean, nobody thought that would happen, you know. Luckily, I am in good shape. Uh, I always keep myself in good shape. And um, so that really helped my progress. I think it really helped for me not getting into something really, you know, I would say that I'm still here, you know. And um, long story short, uh, what happened is that when it traveled, that we found it, then I have a PFO, which is called, and a lot of people have a PFO. Uh, one out of four in the world have a PFO. And what that is, is a, when you're born, um, everybody's born with a little hole in their heart. And then when they take the first breath, it gets closed up. But some, one out of four people, don't get closed. And that's how that traveled through. So we needed to close that too. So literally within, uh, I would say within um, a month and a half, I had um, the... Uh, we call it the leg surgery. I had a stroke and I had heart surgery. So now they put this, this, uh, piece of steel, the metal or titanium, which I have a serial number for, and they put it in your heart and they close it. And so ironically, now I truly am steel heart. I mean, it's crazy. And, um, Again, I will say it as I'm blessed and lucky to be here. It is, I feel good. I feel strong. Um, at the time, I, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure if I was going to get through it. But um, here I am again. And how can I say this? Um, I am beyond uh, appreciated and lucky to be alive. So you guys, I can say to you, please live your life. Because... You just don't know. I mean, a stupidest little thing can turn into something insane, you know? So um, here I am, and we're back. We did the first show last week. I did with um, with the band. We did it at the Rainbow Festival here in Los Angeles, the Rainbow Bar and Grill. They have this uh, festival every year. It was fantastic. It was uh, packed to the gills. And I had Robbie Krieger come up and do three songs with us. 
which was uh, monumental considering, you know, the Sunset Strip and the Doors created the Sunset Strip. So, um, it's, it was felt really good to get back on stage. And now I got so many amazing, uh, things in the works. And here we go. Nice and slow. Um, I, uh, again, nice and slow. And here I am back, uh, in the saddle. So thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. I mean, it's just a, a amazing and unfortunate turn of events. You know, you will go in for a, what you think will be an easy surgery on your leg. Yeah. And, you know, here you are dealing with a situation that whether, you know, I, I don't, I don't know whether it was just lack of, of, um, you know, doctor care or medical care, or they didn't, you know, someone, I, I don't know. It, it, that's just it's a little it, of everything. You just don't know, you know, it's also each person. Yeah. And each person is different, you know, and I'm a very active person. I'm a very, you know, working out and, uh, you know, eating right, all that stuff, you know, and, and, um, it, you just don't know, you know, just the doctors can, it, it is called practice. You know what I mean? And each doctor practices different medicine, different ways, you know, each has their own, uh, whichever school they're brought up in, you know, I mean, I went to, you know, they have different ways to, uh, how they approach, how do they approach each, each person, you know, the medicine. And, and this is, uh, what it was. It just wasn't enough. And I just, uh, you know, it's, it's a very, very small little thing. I mean, you got the body is so strong. But it is so sensitive. I mean, it is beyond un- unbelievably crazy how sensitive it is. And, um, and, and I think there's a lot of stuff that, that they're not teaching us. I think that the people should know a lot more about certain things that everyone's oblivious to, you know, and, um, and I think it's important to get, to get a little more knowledge of all of the stuff. There should be more out there, you know, little things like this. When you go to the doctor, he's like, Oh, take care of this. I don't think people realize like, take care. Don't, don't eat that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't know what's going to happen down the road. You just don't know. So, um, so I think I'm, um, I'm kind of an example of a uh, good thing. I, I, I was taking care of myself because I would, I probably wouldn't have no way with the cholesterols and all that. I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I've been there. You know, I mean, about eight years ago, I got an infection in my foot that traveled up my leg, mm-hmm. and um, I uh, I almost lost my leg. They Jesus. actually they actually marked before the surgery. They actually shaved my leg and took a marker and, and marked my my leg above my knee where they were going to take it off if the infection was bad, and they didn't. Oh. Thankfully. But my doctor asked me if I if I if I drank or if I smoked, and I said no. And he said that's what saved your leg by not doing that stuff because your blood flow was great in your leg, and that's what saved it. Wow, that is insane! Could you imagine? Could anyone imagine? And just imagine waking up and not and losing a part of your body. Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, you have to mentally focus and move on. You know. It is, you know, kind of thing, but that moment is just, it's so horrific, you know, and I don't wish it upon anyone. And, but it's, uh, it is a very harsh reality because the thing is that I see is a lot of people don't realize is that they don't think it's going to happen to them. And until it does, until something jolts you and you're sitting there going, oh shit, this is real, you know, Life is such a beautiful, precious thing that the minute it gets somehow compromised, you are, it, it, it will change everything. Your mental thought, you, it, it will, it will take you t- through a roller coaster that you cannot even believe, that you do not want to be in. So, you know, gotta live, gotta have fun. Nothing wrong with a scotch and a beer. Yes. Or I'm sorry, a scotch and a cigar. <laughs> but yeah, there's scotch and a beer too. You know, I um, and I love a good scotch and I love a good cigar. 
but once in a while, you know, so it's um, all in moderation. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, on a good note, I made it through. I'm beyond blessed and happy. And um, yeah, so here we are. Let's. Uh, well, the, the, I guess bring, the uh, joy to the conversation. And uh, you know. yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You know, what, what's amazing is because you touched on it, the mental focus. Right. And knowing what that takes to kind of like, you know, reset your mind and be like, all right, what's done is done. I have to move forward. I have to do I have to keep pushing forward. And you know, you mentioned in the beginning that, you know, th- this was nearly fatal and, you know, you didn't know what your recovery was going to be like. How did you regain that mental focus um, within yourself? Uh, it was mostly it was uh, just being peaceful with myself and and uh, the meditation and also kind of feeling my whole body what is going on where is what's happening you know what what happened and um, and just being calm and patient is uh, all I could possibly do that's all you can do you know you can meditate. Uh, Definitely keep that, the the stress is the most important, to keep that stress down and not to, you know, boil the blood, so to speak, like I would say. And um, and then it's just kind of, it's like almost like being in a, in a, being in a courtroom, you know, waiting for the judge to give you a, a verdict. You know what I mean? Where are you going? What's going on? And, um, I, I just did an immediate, um, you know, pause and just try to focus on myself and try to see where I'm at, why I'm here, you know, and um, and not really try to look at the future, just try to understand where I'm at. And um, that helped me a lot. And, you know, I'm still I'm still um, I'm still a little, little bit not fully out of the woods, but I definitely am good and um i think in october we'll see where i want to go back uh, for uh, reevaluation um but uh but the brain is good that's all taken care of that we did that but now it's just to make sure all the blood's good and stuff like that but it is uh it is uh really a word of making pe- uh, a world of making peace with yourself and where you're at and really come to um yeah, come to peace with it because it's you can kick, punch, and scream. That'll do make it only worse, you know. So it, um, it's amazing how how your mind after something like this happens, how it changes your perspective. At least you know from my experience, and it sounds like the same with you. How you process things different, and you learn what to be stressed about and what not to be stressed about right i mean i learned through my issue that i don't stress out or worry about things that have already happened or that i know that are going to happen i worry about my response to them more so than the actual event now you know what i mean mm-hmm. right no no i understand yeah it's uh you know look it's it's really it's a big job being a human being I always say that it's a big job. We've created things so difficult. I mean, it is, you know, the status, where you live, what car you drive, how much money you have, do you have enough money to survive? How are you going to retire? I mean, it is stressful as shit, you know, and we created it, you know, you know, so many times I'm like, oh man, I just, let me just sell off what I got and go into an island and just get a little, yeah, uh, Mealy Rita bar, you know, make margaritas and some, you know, some burgers and that's it. You know what I mean? And, uh, but, um, I mean, that's what it is. And that's where, that's where, it, that's where the, you know, the blood cooks. Like I said, you know, you cook that blood, you know, stress the cooker, you know, and it just uh, builds and builds and builds until something, something breaks. And, um, it's just not, um, not what we want, but uh, it's what we've created. So how do we deal with it? You know, that's the most important. And I think the most important is waking up and taking a minute and really 
first of all, just be grateful where you, that you opened your eyes again and, um, and take a moment and just take, take a quiet moment, even five, 10 minutes, you know, a quiet moment. Even if you don't know how to meditate, just take that second calm the soul and start the day, you know, and if you can do that periodically throughout the day, it's really important too. And I'm not perfect at it. I'll promise you that I'm not, but uh, I do definitely try hard to uh, make that happen because it does, it does help and it does make a difference. So I recommend it. Getting back on stage is therapy in itself for you. And, you know, after going through this, you know, this, this had to be an important milestone for you of something that you've done hundreds of times before, thousands of times before, get on stage and perform and sing. But after something like this happens, there's still the unknown, you know, obviously the breathing part of singing and the stamina of singing, you know, is something that I think is, is not really known by music fans or not appreciated by music fans about how you really have to keep yourself in shape in order to belt out, especially with your range that you have, you know, what, um, getting back on stage, especially at this gig at the rainbow, what was that like for you? What, how did that feel? I felt, I felt good. I felt good. What I did is, yeah, what I did is I started, um, you know, right away, working out slowly, very, very lightly. I couldn't, because the doctor told me, look, don't, you know, like, can I work out? Because you can work out, but don't go do Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff. <laughs> That's what the exact words he said to me. Don't be pumping serious iron or stuff like that. Nice and easy. Because you can't get that heart going too hard, you know. Because what happens is, is, like any foreign object that's put in your body, it, it has to heal, you know, and... And it has to, what's the word? It has to accept that piece into your body. It's just very, very intricate if you think about it, you know? And um, so to me, I just knew that I needed to work out slowly and just, you know, keep the metabolism, keep the energy flowing, the blood flowing, the, the muscles not to just get stiff, you know, stretch and, and uh, and then I started rehearsing. I rehearsed by myself in my studio with the uh, backing tracks with the band. And little by little, you know, just you rehearse uh, maybe a few songs one day and then wait a couple of days and I sing six songs. And wait a couple of days and then I sing ten songs, you know, nice and easy. All easy and not screaming too hard, not pushing too hard. And then as I, you know, developed slowly, building, 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 then I started hitting hitting the harder, the higher notes, you know, and, and doing that, you know, I'm, uh, I also, I had somebody close by just in case, because, you know, I don't know exactly what you said. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, you know, you start screaming this, these major notes, you pop something and boom, you're out, you know? So, um, that's what I did. Just gently worked it and, now, just little by little, getting stronger, stronger, stronger. And then uh, when I got on stage, it was, it felt good. It was pretty, uh, pretty effortless, you know, the way I love, I love to perform when everything is just easy, not difficult to perform, you know. So it's working nice and easy. I'm not going to get cocky about it. You know what I mean? Um, I'm, um, I'm still building, but uh, we have shows coming up now. I'm working in a studio. And um, one step at a time. But now I feel I, I have an opportunity to not only see myself in a, a, a better light, but I also have the opportunity to make myself even stronger than it was before. So it's I'll almost this like, all as a yeah. No, <laughs> it's, almost, it's almost like it's um, like you performing is like the gauge of where you're at in recovery. Almost right, you know. I mean, it's like you said. You started out with a few songs, rehearsals. Now you're on stage, and it's almost like you're utilizing that as like, am I back to normal? How close am I to being normal? All those things, and I think that's that's a wonderful gift in itself that you have the ability to do that. Because a lot of times when people have a major health issue, 
they don't know if they're getting better. They feel like, well, maybe I'm doing everything the doctor tells me to do. And, and I hope it is. And then you go back to the doctor every month or every, whatever the, the visit is. And then they tell you whether or not, but you actually have an, an outlet that kind of takes you, you know, or, or, or helps you learn where you're going and how you're recovering. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it is a gauge. I mean, look, every, every, all of us have this gauge inside of us and we all know, you know, when something's wrong with you, you can feel it. Okay. You can feel it. You can feel where something's off. You know, you don't know what it is, but something's off. So it's all, that's why I, I would, you know, before I would get so after this incident, I would be really dizzy all the time, you know, and, uh, and it took me a moment to, so like every time I was, I'm, I would walk, I'm going, what am I feeling? Am I feeling dizzy? Am I feeling blurry? Okay, I'm good. All right. Nice and easy. Keep going. You know, it always kind of put a check in yourself. So it just, it's just time. Um, but you know, it's also, I feel sometimes life, you know, has a, a different plan for you. You know, it's like you think you're going one way and then, you know, life has a whole different plan for you to go in a whole nother way. And that's happened to me several times. But it also, I think it's also really important to slow down. And sometimes when people, um, I do listen to to my inner self. However, that doesn't mean it's always perfect. You know, for all you guys uh, out there, when you're, you know, you're working too much, and you know you're working too much. Well, you know what? You're working too much. And it will catch up to you. And um, I don't know. Maybe this one was another thing for me to slow down a bit, too. Because I was, we've been working really intensely lately on this. Um, the Steel Heart has been, uh, we did so much this year and last year. And um, so, you know. This kind of life gives you a, a slap in the face with a wet fish. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, here's what we got. Let's uh, let's try this a different way. So I'm going to take this as a nice sign for myself. Um, I can share it with other people. Hopefully I can say some good words that I can help. And um, time to grow to a new level. So I'm excited, um, first of all, for you know, being here still, but I'm excited for the things that I feel I'm going to create from all of this as well. So, and, and make sure we have fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you have things to celebrate as well. I mean, you've got the shows coming up. Obviously, you're in the in the midst of this anniversary celebration of that iconic Steelheart album. And you also now, I think you mentioned this in our previous interview, that you did the soundtrack for an independent film that I believe premiered last night in L.A. Yeah, last night. Um, I, um, I will be posting a lot of stuff from last night. Um, yeah, it. Um, we did a movie, a sort of song, Trust and Love, that I wrote uh, for the world. I don't know if you guys uh, who heard it was, and I sang it in 10 languages. We uh, released five so far. And, um, so it, um, what happened is that I, I this director and, uh, he was looking for some music and when he heard the song, he just went crazy about it, fell in love with it. And he said, I, I love the song, gotta have it. But not only that, he changed the name of the movie to trust and love the name title of the song. So, um, <clears throat> last night was a uh, premiere. It's a, it's been, uh, I think it's in like, I want to say over 20 film festivals. It has won a lot of festivals. Um, it's, it's an independent film that it's a happy go lucky thing that's just, it's just, I don't know. People, people are liking it. So I hope it really, you know, touches the heart of the millions when it comes out. Uh, last night was great. We had, we had great, uh, we had Andy Garcia come. We had uh, Sugar Ray Leonard come. We had Robbie Krieger come. Um, bunch of different directors and producers it was a great night it was a wonderful night and um yeah let's see where this goes exciting you know there has to be really exciting too i mean the song that you created more or less was the inspiration of title of the film and you know being part of that 
has to be pretty special. And it, it has to taste a lot sweeter, too, being what you've gone through over the last several months. You know, to, yeah. to have that low point and now you're having a a high feel-good moment that, let's face it, after going through this, you've probably, you, you deserve this probably more than anybody. Oh, I could, I could definitely use a little love from God. <laughs> but then again, wait a minute, I, I got it, you know, I'm still here. So, but, um, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I mean, it's, um, I'm, uh, there's a lot of things going on and of course everything takes time to develop and create, but, um, having the opportunity is extremely important. And this one, this one is really, um, is great. I mean, we did a movie, the whole band was in the movie. Um, I have six songs, the Steelheart songs that are in the movie and including, um, trust and love as a theme song. And, um, I also uh, played as a producer in this movie too. I did a lot of work putting together, helped put together the movie. And it's, um, it's been an amazing journey and it looks like there's a lot more to come. There's other opportunities, other offers and fingers crossed, you know, let's, uh, let's make movies, let's make music and let's live life. Let's enjoy ourselves. That's the plan. You know, you were obviously involved with the movie Rockstar with the fictitious band Steel Dragon in the movie. And that was probably your first taste of Hollywood. And now you have this too as well. What's the biggest difference between that world and the world you know, with it, which is music? Well, I mean, it's just, it's kind of the same. It's just different characters. You know, one is uh, geared into... Uh, making movies and the other one's geared into just making, uh, just making, um, music. So it's like one you see and the other one you don't kind of work, kind of thing. But in movies, you combine both of them together. You know, you have the music and the, and the visuals. So where the music, you create the music, you listen to it, but then you make videos, you know, to kind of, um, show the, show the uh the picture of the of the song so to speak and um but it's just yeah it's different characters different uh people but at the end of the, at the end of the day it's all this it's just the same you know it's it's entertainment it's uh everybody working together to create something you know what i love about movies is it takes hundreds of people hundreds of people to or be organized to create and bring a movie home. I do like that. That that excites me. You know, I love making records. But with records you can you can make records with one person, two people, whatever, you know. And and kind of just uh piece it together. But um with movies you can't. You you need a huge team to make that happen. And it's uh it's exciting to watch. You spoke before in our previous conversation about the world of music now and how there's so many and too many different outlets for your music. It's almost like the the listener, the fan doesn't know where to go because it's so it could be so overwhelming and intimidating for not just the music fan, but also for the artist for, you know, directing enough attention to a certain platform or whatever to get their music out. As far as movies go. It still seems, I guess, again, I know more about music than I do about movies. It still seems like there is a infrastructure of how. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds. Now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. A movie is made, how it's created, then how it's distributed and pushed out and promoted. Whereas, the, especially with rock music, there really, there's no, there's no handbook anymore, right? There's no infrastructure of, yeah, get your song here, this outlet will push it out, and then all this stuff will follow. That doesn't exist anymore. That has to be, unless I'm wrong, that has to be kind of comforting to kind of dive into that world where there is more structure on how to promote and how to get a movie out versus what music is right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's um I mean the movie industry is starting to get their taste of pain in that side as well. You know, there's a lot of content, a lot of content out there, and there's you know the biggest the biggest uh, distributors are, or should I say the the visuals would be Netflix. So you got Prime, you got Apple, Amazon, right? Amazon Prime. I mean those are the big, you know, Paramount, and and, and those are the uh, the avenues, you know, and. It's like it's like the uh, in music business, right? We you have the avenues. You have Spotify, you have Pandora, you have Amazon. You have I mean, it's the same you know kind of group of people who control, I guess, almost like the gatekeepers to the uh, to the world, you know. And you can do stuff yourself. You can absolutely do it yourself. You can create your own channels, you know, YouTube's and all that stuff. But it is. It is beyond complicated to break through to the listener, to the the person that you want to reach. And you're right. It is so, what's the word? I mean, it is too much out there. It's too much. And I feel, and, and this is, you know, and, and no disrespect to anyone who wants to make music. I encourage everyone to make music or movies because it is it is a, a stress release. I encourage everyone to sing, even if you suck. I don't care. It's still to me. It's still it's still a beauty to my ears. Believe it or not, even if someone can't doesn't have the natural you know voice of singing, but someone who's singing from the heart, whether it's in the shower or whatever it is. It's like, it's beautiful because it's stress release. And guys, I'm going to tell you, please don't give a shit what anybody thinks when you're saying it. Who cares? This is for you, you know. Um, but what happens is that when you're creating this stuff and and this stuff is, let's say, everyone can upload to Spotify. I don't know if that's the smartest thing because 
maybe there should be two separate, you know, pieces. People who have worked all their lives in creating music should be one, one kind of Spotify avenue that you get uploaded. And then there's the novice, you know, that wants to, hey, I want to get into this and things where people can find new new talent, you know what I mean? And start that way. But putting it all in one big goulash, I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, I myself, I mean, we have a huge team. We have um, uh, we have a lot of marketing. We do a lot of work. We spend a ton of money. And um, we've met, made a lot of progress. But I got to tell you, if this was back in 1980s or in the, in the 90s, it would be like insane. We would reach insane amount of people, you know. But now it's uh, very difficult to reach those same amount of people, you know. And you're spending a ton of money to reach those people. It's just, it's a difficult one, you know. A lot of gatekeepers. That's what uh, is uh, is uh, what's the word uh, concerning, you know. And uh, and to keep it going to uh, to sustain it all, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult for uh, artists today, especially up and coming artists, you know, who are talented as shit, who belong there, who are messengers, who are who have vision for us, who have answers for us. That's what true artists are, you know, and they get burned out because they have to be producers, they have to be. The writers, they have to be social media gurus, they have to be videographers, I mean, directors. I mean, that's what you got to be today in order to be an artist. That's too much. It's too much. Too much. An artist needs to be taken care of like a little Buddha. This is their job. This is what they do. This is their contribution to this world. And let's take this Buddha, let's nurture him, and give him, give this give his message or her message to the world and then you know create that beautiful cycle but it has to be a team has to be a family not like it used to be we'd create take the buddhas and we'll steal everything from them again you know but the artists are always getting the shit end of the stick here you know what i mean no matter how you slice it it's like oh they found out another way to take the money from us it's come on you know the artist deserves Life deserves to live and deserves to make a dollar in this business. And it's become very, very challenging. It's long, long hours. And what it is with us artists, we have this fire because we made a deal with the spirits, with the gods, with ourselves. It chooses us. And then we say yes or no. And when you say yes, that's it. That's what you're doing. When you can try to quit, it's not going to happen. You know, you'll always come back. And that's where a true artist is. So it would be nice to see how this, if this can turn around and really, you know, a little more love to the artist. I really would love to see that. Yeah, my biggest thing, and I think I mentioned to you this before, is the lack of infrastructure rock music in general has, you know, when you look at country music, country music has the radio stations across the country, the outlets with their own channel, country music channel. Um, they've got their own award show. They cross promote between legacy artists and new artists. There is a purpose for why they do things, you know, pop music and hip hop have their infrastructure. You know, they have the publications that promote their music. They have the, you know, the the huge social media presence that that allows them to do that. For whatever reason, rock music for decades was riding high and it was the music of choice for everybody or almost everybody. And then all of a sudden, after the grunge movement, with whether you like it or not, it's not important in this discussion. But it's just after that grunge movement, it became like very cookie cutter and it almost became like the industry itself like decided to do away with rock music even though it was popular in the 50s 60s 70s 80s and the first part of the 90s it just seemed like yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna get rid of this we're just gonna dismiss it because you know the, the the gatekeepers as you spoke of don't like it or whatever the case is 
And since then, it just doesn't seem to have an outlet for new music. Everything on radio is classic rock that plays the same 50 songs every day over and over again. There's no, um, you know, there's stuff on Sirius XM, but Sirius XM has such a small audience compared to what rock radio used to be. I mean, MTV decided to stop playing videos that affected music in general, but really impacted rock music. There's just no place for it to go. So like you said, these artists, these up and coming artists or artists like yourself are left to their own devices of trying to promote themselves. And I don't know if anyone's really figured out the secret formula on how to do it because everything is very fragmented, overwhelming. And like you said, an artist today has to be uh, a creator of music, has to produce it, has to write it, has to distribute it, has to book the tours, has to do be the social media presence, has to content, you know, create content on, on TikTok, which, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you know, every artist will tell me off the record, they hate TikTok. It, they can't stand it. But they're trapped in this never-ending cycle. And then you've got the algorithms on these YouTubes and and streaming services that even if you do produce kick-ass music that's that's awesome, the algorithm that goes out to the listener throttles that discovery. So you get in the same loop of the same stuff over and over and over again and nothing new. You have to go search for it. And it's just that's the yeah. biggest thing. Someone needs to step up and create an infrastructure for rock music that everyone can follow and, and everyone can go into. It is, I mean, it is scary. Okay, at this point, it's 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 run by it's run by a whole different machine. Okay, and look, um, you know, people, you know, artists would say, "Hey, I'm now I'm free. I own my material. I can do this. I can do that." And it's like. Okay, well, you know what? That sounds great, but good luck penetrating through the machine because it's true. The algorithms, it's so, it's so, how would I say, the AI world, when, you, when you're re releasing an album, you don't release an album anymore because if you release an album in three weeks, you might as well forget it. It's gone. It's never been heard again. Okay. So you got to do like singles and you do singles every seven to 11 weeks, every time you put a single and with every single you want to put a video to. So it creates these algorithms, as you said, exactly. And then the machine, oh, here it's Steel Hearts going to put another song out and another video. And that's what we did in the last album. We put out seven or eight, I believe. And it's, it is a lot of work. This is what I'm saying. The artist loses the vision of being the artist now it's like oh well, wait a minute i gotta do a tiktok thing everyone thinks that you know doing a tiktok uh, little video or an instagram video is a simple thing it is not a simple thing you gotta do do a good presentation you gotta look right so you don't look like a butthole and you gotta say something nice so you, you know you don't offend people so you can be honest so you can look honest it takes a rhythm. It takes time to learn how to do it. It takes time to post. It takes time to post to the right, uh, the right uh, words. And not only that, you gotta pay for it in order to be seen. Okay, you could put this. You could put your post on without boosting it, without paying extra money to you know get it out there. Nothing happens. So it's everything is about money again. And it comes about money taking from the artist. So it's, it is, it is a very, it's a difficult situation that we are in now. You know, I, I, I almost feel like it's like, wow, I'd, I'd be like, it's like, let's everybody, all the artists pull their songs off of everything, off the oldest streaming plan. Could you imagine if we pulled all our songs off? You know what? They'd be in a big pickle. You know what I'm saying? They'd have to make some serious changes in order to get all the music back. Without music, I feel the 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 river of life is gone. We need music. Music keeps us going in everything, whether it's peaceful, calms us, whether it makes us, you know, 
uh, working out, whether we're dancing, whether we're partying, music is the pinnacle of the of the river of our lives. That's what I see. Okay. However, what I do know also is that you know labels own a lot of the masters to a lot of the music, so the artists can't just say, "Okay, take my music off," because I'm sure there may be a strike of the musician strike, like now we have the actor strike. Everybody's like, hey, how do we all get paid? Why, you know, and fair enough. So it is a complicated situation. And I think we need a, we're going to need a change at some point. Um, Because as I said before, even if you have a billion streams, a billion, I think that adds up to maybe, I don't know, Three hundred thousand dollars, which could you imagine selling a billion records? We're having something tangible in your hand, uh, you know. So it's everything. The everything has changed. And back in the day, we would make a record. You find a label. Label thinks you got something going, and they work with you. They make a record. They put the press release out. Here's a new band. Here you guys go. They put you out there and see what the world thinks. And it puts, if they really believe in you, they invest more money into you. They put you on the road and little by little people like the songs, they get on the radio and boom, things happen. Now there's just a million ways. Yes. You know, something crazy can happen. Let's say, you know, something goes viral. Great. Well, I hope you guys are prepared when it goes viral that to keep that up because what do you got after that to keep that energy going is it's like 10 minutes is viral and 10 minutes later nobody even knows who you are because you're already off to something else there's too much because we have i mean everybody's doing these tiktok things i'm watching the amount of work people do to create a tiktok video for what to get some views i'm not sure what does that mean for everybody do they make money do they get a salary from that? I'm like confused on that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So all these platforms are great, but how do you reach the masses and how do you reach the people that you connect with, with your music and your art? That's where it gets complicated. It's not easy. I live it. I live it. And I'm, I'm, I consider myself at the top, you know, and, um, and I have, a, and I still feel I have a long way to go. So I'm not trying to discourage anyone because I, I will say this. If you love music, I don't care what happens out there. You will be making music and you need to make music because that is who you are. Okay. But just be prepared that it's an ass kicking and it's a lot of work to be heard, to be seen, to be recognized in today's world. In essence, the more technology takes control of the art form, we get farther and farther away of what the true art is because the human emotion evaporates and human emotion is what creates art. And when people are doing things not for the art, for the algorithm or for the views or the listens, it gets the vision gets distorted and we're seeing it right before our eyes especially now with ai and chat gpt you can go on this program and you can tell the ai the the song the type of song you want to write the influences you want to hear in the song and the what the song is about and it can formulate a song well i guess that's fine if you're a kid and you're 12 years old and you're kind of tinkering around with the computer and trying to just see what this does and what that does. But when you're an artist and you're, you're stuck utilizing something like that, you're not an artist anymore, right? You're, you're a slave to a program. You're a slave to technology. And that's what my worry is. Someone that loves all art forms, especially music is that when we go down this road, there usually isn't a, a way to turn around and go back because you get seduced by it. And again, what suffers in the end is what true art is, human emotion. Yeah. You know what maybe could be a good idea is that 
there could be separation. You have the AI. If you're like songs that are created by AI, and then the songs are created by human, you know, not not mixed the both. Because yeah. you know, some people, if, if they are mixing the both, what you're going to do is you create the song, you hear the song, and then you relearn it, and then and you rewrite it, and, and you make it yours. You know what I mean? More human emotion, should I say? But um, look, the one thing I will say is that one of the beautiful things I will say of today's world is that. I feel we get to witness evolution. I mean, we're witnessing, we're with our eyes, we are evolving, everything's evolving, and AI is here, it's not gonna go away. That I'm very, a lot of people that I've been talking to, a lot of people that I work with, I mean, they are going full on with this, and it's, it's gonna excel quickly, you know? And, and the reality is we gotta accept where we're at. We can fight it again, kick, punch, and scream, but it's where it's going is going. So we can accept what evolution is taking us, but we also can never forget who we are and where we come from. That's the important thing. So, you know, one point in one way it's exciting, in another way it's scary as shit because we can lose ourselves in this whole thing. And maybe that's where, you know, where it's all taking us because um, technology is, I mean, it is exploding. It's like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, they also, you know, you can exactly, you can write a script. What kind of script you want? You want this, this, and then boom, it, it spits out a whole script and it's pretty damn good. <laughs> and it's pretty damn good, you know? So, um, yeah, man. Uh, I think um, I think we all need to uh, take a pause and uh, have a scotch and a cigar and uh, look around. What the hell's going on? You know what I mean? And um, slow it down for a second because um, life is uh, life is on fast speed right now. A lot going on. So I hope everyone's ready. And what's going on for you is you're ready to get back on stage and do some shows with Steelheart coming up here. Um, obviously, like we talked about with, you know, being able to sing after the, your, your health situation, this is a, you know, milestone for you. But, you know, now that we've, now that you've gone through what you've gone through and, and now are ready to take it to the road and, and do some shows, what, what's that like for you now is, is now as you gear up for this? Uh, well, it's exciting for, you know, it's exciting to first just, you know, get out of Los Angeles for a second. Um, it's exciting to, you know, there's, there's nothing more beautiful when I, you know, I finish a show and we do the, um, uh, the meet and greets afterwards and so many people come back and say hello and they, you know, and you get so many beautiful comments and from the fans and they're, they become almost friends at this point, you know? And, um, it's, it's nice to reconnect with everyone, you know? It's nice to be on stage and see the faces that I, when I look out and I see, I see their, I could feel their energy, you know, it, um, it gives me strength. It gives me, it gives me a purpose to feel that I, I'm doing something right. This is where I belong. This is what I do. You know, it's a, it's a good feeling, not just for me, but it's all, I believe also for the audience, you know, and, um, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to to do as many shows because there's nothing better than a live performance. You know, live performance is where it's at. At the end of the day, you can create anything you want or AI or whatever you want to do. But when you get out there and you got that microphone on and and you know, and the song starts, well, that's a whole nother conversation. You know, as long as you don't have the, all the music, the playback playing. Um, and you're doing it live, that's real. That's, that's, you can't fake that. So, and that is a good feeling when you're able to do it and you're practiced for it and you're prepared for it. You know, it's a, um, it's what we do. This is what we do. This is the beauty of an artist. You know, this, this, you know, I, I, I perform in front of, you know, 100,000 people, I performed in front of five people, you know, and it's all the same. 
it's all the same, being able to connect with the soul, with the hearts. And it's like cooking almost what I do. I love cooking, you know, when you put the right ingredients and then people can taste the food. It's like they, they can feel the, the passion of you and you give something beautiful to them. And it's a circulation of just constant energy flowing between the two and making making everyone feel good. So, and I went a little bit on a tangent there, but uh, bottom line is performing live is a gift and making music is a gift. I just wish that, you know, we could figure out a little more of what's going on with the technological side of uh, how we get our music heard more. And by the way, you, you mentioned something with the rock world and, you know, everybody has infrastructure. Infrastructure. I think, I think the rock world could use a little bit of a facelift, maybe, you know, I think, I think everyone's a little tired. That's what I, that's what I see. Cause, you know, you know we've, we had such a huge run from, you know, all those uh, decades. And yes, when, when the, um, brunch came in, it, it was very odd because I lived it. They just, all of a sudden, the labels, they just switched their mind. It's like, okay, you guys suck now. We're going to go with this. It's like, whoa. It was really like, you know, it was almost like, uh, how would I say, being cheated on, you know what I mean, in front of your face, so to speak. But um, rock will never die. It'll, it'll, it'll keep going, and it will resur- resurrect, and it will find its way into another into another avenue that's that i'm sure of but we you know we have to always kind of reinvent ourselves a little bit so yeah i hope i answered the question absolutely as we wind down our discussion here you obviously have the tour dates coming up here towards the end of the year or final you know finishing up the year i can't believe we've got what three and a half months left of 2023 but What's in store for next year? Is there anything that you can talk about that you're involved with or you're going to be doing in the new yeah. year? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um well I have you know, I don't know if you guys know I did I, I do a whole EDM project that I have that we've been um, releasing songs. We released two songs so far. Um it's called Vox Eternal. It's it's the voice of eternity. And um we released uh, a, a, a remix of We All Die Young, which is a dark house. I do love, you know, that style of music as well. And um, we also did uh, Love Me Two Times by The Doors. So definitely check it out. We're just going to keep releasing that. We're going to have, um, we have some more Steelheart songs that we're going to release. And um, also um, working on another project, which is a little bit of a top secret situation. Um, which I'm excited about. It's something uh, really uh, um, interesting. Um, uh, soon I'll be able to talk more about that one. And um, and also there's uh, there's two movies that are um, in possibilities in in the uh, in the conversation right now, um, which can be uh, really really cool. So this is for next year. So there's a lot there's a lot in uh, motion. So exciting times. All of Steelheart's information on the tour, on the anniversary edition um, of their debut album will be in the show notes uh, on this episode. So please check that out. Neely, it's been a great conversation as always. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for your candidness. And uh, I always appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you having me, brother. So I hope... uh... Everyone out there, enjoy the conversation and uh, love to all. All right, everyone, that's another episode of The Hook Rock. I'm Jay Scott. Thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, we will talk soon. Stay safe, everyone. Take care of each other, and thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.